It's Jim, it's the World of Bonds, and it's Monday the 22nd of June 2020. A risk-off start to trading today in credit, uh, things wider, mainly on renewed signs that the R number of infections around certain areas of the world is increasing, especially in bits of Germany and other places that have been successful so far in keeping coronavirus under control. But today I'm going to talk about those shots you saw last night of Donald Trump getting off his helicopter on his way back from Tulsa. Um, in Tulsa, we've been told to expect hundreds of thousands of Trump supporters coming out to, to rally with him. In fact, um, his arena only had 6,000 people in it, waves of blue seats everywhere, empty and unoccupied. Um, and if you saw him off that helicopter last night, with his tie hanging round open um, around his neck, his MAGA hat in his hand, and the look on his face said to me, someone who wasn't even thinking of uh, standing again in November, let alone winning the November the 3rd presidential election. So um, someone said on Twitter last night, he had the look of uh, an Edinburgh Festival comedian who'd hired a, a big hall and only his auntie and a couple of friends had turned up to see him perform. He, he was in despair last night. It really didn't go well. So I thought it was worth talking about the November uh, presidential elections in the US. Some people have compared this obviously to 1968, an election that President Nixon won amidst the backdrop of huge amount of social unrest, Vietnam War, riots, uh, race riots as well um, around the, the US. Uh, Nixon won that um, despite all of that um, and talked about the silent majority and I think that one lesson for the Democrats is that they have to be careful around here not to um, be too um, aligned with anti-law and order kind of uh, demonstrations like defund the police. Um, and at the moment, lockdown and coronavirus is working well for Biden because he is able not to be part of any of these discussions. Um, he's invisible and he's letting Donald Trump lose the election. But at some stage, you will have to become visible again. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to quickly whiz through the usual stuff. So US 10-year Treasury is at 69 basis points, the JGB is at zero, gilt yields at 24 basis points, bunds minus 42. Credit, as I say, has been widening of late, so investment grade nearly 150, high yield nearly 600 in terms of spread, and emerging market sovereign um, CDS spreads at 189. So what are the polls saying? Um, well, Biden is well ahead in every single poll that we look at. The betting markets now are predicting a sweep. That's um, a win for the Democrats in the presidential election and both the House and the Senate. So the presidential election, the betting markets have got Biden at 60 percent. Senate, um, which is where you know they, they really do need to pick up seats. They've got a 59% chance of uh, getting those seats and the House um, pretty much certain at 83%. So let's think about some of the policies that the two um, leaders might enact were they to be elected in November. First of all, Biden. Um, talk about his running mate to start with. Uh, the the favourites to join him are Kamala Harris, a California senator, or Val Remings, uh, ex-police chief and uh, Florida Cong congresswoman. Um, he has got the most progressive policy platform since LBJ, and that includes uh, big rise in taxes, lots and lots of healthcare spending, and spending on climate change as well, the kind of Green New Deal stuff that's been 
um, talked about. Um, the threats that he has to overcome are to win back those battleground states that Trump won as part of his Make America Great Again campaign. And I, I guess the good news for Biden, the bad news for the people who live there, is that um, unemployment is especially high in most of those states. I guess Florida being the exception, but in that kind of Rust Belt area of the United States, unemployment as a result of coronavirus, but also as a result of them never really um, catching up during the good times in Trump's reign, still have very high levels of unemployment. So if it is about the economy, Biden is probably stronger there. He's also regarded as stronger on healthcare, if you ask the population, and his potential response to coronavirus and future um, similar things going on. So to win the clean sweep, Biden needs to win probably three battleground states in the Senate. And the good news for him is that the Democrats are slightly ahead in in all of those. So Morgan Stanley talking about policy and what might happen after the election next year. Um, They predict that we're going to get a a one trillion dollar fiscal expansion whether or not we get a Republican or a Democrat win. And they'll come in different ways, obviously. So the fiscal stimulus from the Republicans next year would come through an expansion of existing tax cut uh, policy that's already on the books from 2017. For the Democrats, um, that would come through additional healthcare spending and infrastructure spending. Um, And there is no great appetite there to offset that additional fiscal spending from Democrats with with um, higher um, tax rises. There will be higher taxes, but not enough to offset the additional spending. Um, a good line in uh, the Morgan Stanley piece I saw was the Democrats uh, vacillate around curiosity for MMT. Remember, that's modern monetary theory um, and a recognition that low rates and inflation give an opportunity to invest. So, you know, you will be aware that there there is talk in the Democratic Party um, about simply printing money to pay for all their policies. And uh, we had Stephanie Kelton's book, The Deficit Myth, came out a week or so ago, which said that's exactly what you should do. You know, don't worry about balancing the budget at times like this. Print the money, mint the coin, as they say in the States. And um, in a survey of Democratic voters, Morgan Stanley noted absolute indifference to deficits around the primary spending goals. So the population doesn't really care about these ever-increasing numbers heading up well above 100% debt to GDP level. And so probably politicians won't get around to caring about it either. The other big policy difference that people have talked about is around response to China, but there is a, a growing, I think, uh, feeling that actually Biden is in no mood to roll back Trump's belligerence towards China. You know, there is a feeling that actually US jobs have been put into threat, that China is behaving badly in certain areas around patent law and uh, technology and is becoming belligerent geopolitically as well. So I don't think that people expect um, that the rollback in globalisation that we've seen under Donald Trump and under the Brexiteers in, in the UK, they're not expecting that this globalisation um, slowdown will reaccelerate and we'll, we'll end up with a rolling back of tariffs and so forth. So those are a few things to th- talk about. I think we'll be talking about um, the election a lot more as the summer gets on. At the moment, though, it looks like it's um, Joe Biden's to lose. Have a good week.